You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Today's scripture comes from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand Fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The word of God for the people of God. Ooh, I need your love, babe. Guess you know it's true. Hope you need my love, babe, just like I need you. Hold me, love me, hold me, love me. I ain't got nothing but love, babe, eight days a week. Love you every day, girl, always on my mind. One thing I can say, girl, love you all the time. Hold me, love me, hold me, love me. I ain't got nothing but love, babe. Eight days a week, eight days a week, I love. not enough to show I care. Ooh, I need your love, babe. Guess you know it's true. Hope you need my love, babe, just like I need you. Hold me, love me, hold me, love me. I ain't got nothing but love, babe. Eight days a week. So I can love you every day, girl, always on my mind. One thing I can say, girl, love you all the time. Hold me, love me, hold me, love me. Ain't got nothing but love, girl, eight days a week. Eight days a week, eight days a week. 
Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Eight days a week. That's a song that'll get stuck in your head. And I've had a few people say that all of the songs have been getting stuck in their head and they just sing them all week long. So here's your song to sing all week long, eight days a week. (laughs) Now, I like this song and I picked it because of the title. I thought that would be a good title for a sermon. The Beatles never performed this song live. And it's believed to be the first pop song that had an intro that faded in. And it's also the first song that the Beatles brought into the studio without having completed it. And so they worked on the arrangement in their, their time set in the studio. And that then became a practice for them in the future. They would just bring in a song that was unfinished. Now, there are two different stories about where they got this idea of eight days a week. And a couple different stories that have been shared. One is uh, Paul shared... He was going to see John Lennon, who had moved out to the suburbs of London. And he usually drove himself out there, but he decided uh, to go with the chauffeur. And so the chauffeur took him out there, and he's sitting in the car, and he says to the chauffeur, how are you doing? And he says, well, man, I have been working hard. I have been working hard eight days a week. And so uh, Paul went in and he said to John, you got to hear what I just heard. This guy told me that he was working eight days a week. And John said, ooh. And then he said, ooh, I need your love, babe. And they took off and wrote the song just from there. Now, in a later interview, Paul said that it was Ringo who coined the phrase, that he said it as though he were an overworked chauffeur. And um, when... Paul heard it. He said, really? Bing, I got it. Let's go with that. And John confirmed that as well. He said it was one of Ringo's uh, phrases. Well, whatever the case may be, in 1980, John Lennon said, it's a bad song. The Beatles didn't like it. That's why they never played it live. Lennon said eight days a week was never a good song. We struggled to record it, and we struggled to make it into a song. But even though the Beatles didn't like it, the rest of us did because it went to the top of the charts. Why didn't they like it? Well, by this time, they were now not just musicians, they were movie stars too. And according to Lennon, during this glamorous time, they lost sight of who they truly were. Eight days a week embodied the Beatles at their worst and a time when commercial success was the only thing that mattered to them and they forgot about artistic integrity. It's kind of ironic, right? Here's this song about working eight days a week. And we all know that when we are working so hard, so much, we kind of lose ourselves. And... They were working a lot. They were living this glamorous life. They were putting out song after song after song, and they weren't doing their best work. They were losing themselves. In both situations, right? They forgot who they were. They forgot their priorities. I think if we do anything eight days a week, we're working hard. 
It's long. We lose sight of who we are and what really matters to us. Someone who's working eight days a week gets no break. They're working themselves to death. They're going, going, going. Now, the Beatles aren't talking about working eight days a week, of course. They're talking about loving eight days a week, in this case, the girl. They took a phrase about working eight days a week and made it into a, a phrase about loving eight days a week. And I wonder, though, are we so busy being busy eight days a week that there's no room for loving God in those days? The Greek philosopher Epictetus said, we become what we give our attention to. And for better or for worse, I think that's true. There was a study that was done by Microsoft where they found that the average attention span for a person is 8.5 seconds. Just to give you a little context, the average attention span for a goldfish is nine seconds. <laughs> Our attention spans have decreased by 25% from 2000 to 2015. The study said, Heavy multi-screeners find it difficult to filter out irrelevant stimuli and are distracted. Our eight days a week, are, it's full, are, they're full of distractions. We're screened people now, and so we flit from thing to thing. In work, we get sucked into the tyranny of the urgent, not the important. John Mark Cover said that. As a result, we spend our time being distracted, we're pushing, we're working, we're avoiding, and we don't have time for what's important. We distract ourselves into spiritual oblivion, and we lose ourselves. I quoted from Bob Goff last week, and I'm going to do that again, this time from his book called Undistracted, and he talks about Peter Pan. And he says, remember that scene in the movie Peter Pan where Peter Pan has lost his shadow and it's bouncing all around the room, off the ceiling, off the wall, and he's trying desperately to catch it. This is what, where most of us live, detached, distracted, frantic, but trying to look like we're not. We are hurried. We are in a rush. And we lose ourselves and our purpose as a result. Now today's scripture comes from chapter 6 of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is Moses' uh, farewell address. He, in the uh, books preceding, we hear all of the law and we get all of the context of the people um, in the wilderness, the Israelites in the wilderness, and this is his farewell address, and he's putting those words into a more contemporary language. It's more understandable for the people. And in chapter 6, we find the words from today, the Shema. And God instructs them to say it twice a day. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. This is part of the law. And it's what God asks from us. It's our part of the covenant. God made a covenant to be, um, that God would be their God and they would be God's people. And so this is that part of being God's people. It's such an important directive that God directs people of Israel to put it on their doorsteps, on their posts, to put it on their foreheads, to, to use it as a touchstone, to teach it to their children, and to recite it twice a day. 
Now, there's a professor of classical rabbinic literature named Reuven Kimmelman, and he said that the Shema summons Jews to feel an all-consuming love of God. It's a love that is unreserved, all-demanding at all times, in all places, and in all circumstances. He said nothing is excluded. Thoughts are to be focused, words are to be spoken, and deeds are to be done. Well, how are we supposed to do that? If work and time demands and the urgency and our screens block us from doing that. The reality is, if we really want to focus on God eight days a week, to love God with our heart, our soul, and our might, then it requires sacrifice. We can't really take the easy way out. We've got to make changes. And the first is to go back to creation. You remember the creation story. God created the world in seven days. Six days, God worked, and one day, God rested. Now, John Mark Comer, um, in his book, The Furious Elimination of Hurry, which is the book that my book club read this past week, kind of lined up very nicely, um, he said, in the Genesis story, there are three things that God blessed. God blessed the animal kingdom and said, be fruitful and multiply. God blessed the um, blessed humanity and said the same thing. And then God blessed the Sabbath. And what does that mean? It means that the Sabbath, just like an animal or a human being, has the life-giving capacity to procreate, to fill up the world with more life. The Sabbath is a gift to us. It's to fill us up. It's to help us to be ready and face the world again. It enables us to refocus and put our priorities on God and to stop that constant urgency and need to work. The Sabbath is life-giving. Now, I recognize that the Sabbath might not be the same for you as it is for me, and I don't think it's good for us to argue and talk about, well, that's not really Sabbath or that's not really Sabbath. I take Sabbath, it starts, I like to have it start about dinner time on Thursday and go to about dinner time on Friday. Friday's my day off. It's the day that I get some things done, but it's also the day I spend time feeding myself, right? I like to sleep in, doesn't always happen. Um, I might go out to lunch with a friend, spend time in prayer, do some reading, uh, and then I do laundry. Because it needs to get done, but also there can be something for me about doing laundry that... Um, it makes me feel ready, like my family is ready, but it also can be very prayerful. As I fold the clothes, I think about who is going to wear that and when, and I pray for them. And I do the same when I make the beds. I change the sheets, and I think, okay, now my family has these beds that are comfortable and cozy, and they'll climb in, and they'll feel so good during the night. I'm not sure that any of them think about that, but it makes me feel good, and I pray for them as I do that. Now, I know probably 80% of you think I'm crazy, that that's not restful, but sometimes the things that we do or need to get done can be approached differently so that they're not all-consuming, so that they too can be life-giving and prayerful. Chapter 5 of Deuteronomy that comes just before the Shema is the Ten Commandments. And 
is when you look at the Ten Commandments, the first four are about God and our relationship with God, right? There's um, have no other gods before me, make no idols, uh, don't take the Lord's name in vain, and then honor and keep the Sabbath. And when you look at the Ten Commandments at a whole, eight of the Ten Commandments are actually thou shall nots. There are only two that are positive. Honor your father and your mother, and honor and keep the Sabbath holy. You got that? I like to say, all right, keeping the Sabbath is a commandment. What other commandments are you willing to break, right? Thou shall not murder, thou shall not steal, thou shall not covet. No, we can say easily, of course I'm not going to do those things. But when it comes to Sabbath, not so easy sometimes. But it's a commandment. Finding a balance in our days and following the commandment to take Sabbath enables us to love God all the time. Sabbath helps us to refocus our attention on God, hopefully for more than eight seconds. John Mark Comer says, attention leads to awareness. Focusing on our attention on God will make us more aware of God's presence in our lives on a daily basis. And if we're willing to embrace prayer and meditation as a part of our life, Prayer and meditation and mindfulness, uh, studies have shown, have the ability to increase our attention span. So when we are spending time with God um, in meditation or prayer, we actually are expanding our attention span. And that can help us to love God eight days a week. Sometimes loving God all the time means sacrifice. It means choosing your spiritual health over the urgency. It means putting down the phone or turning off the screen or making different choices about how you spend your money or your time or your energy. But making sacrifices in order to be spiritually healthy helps us to keep our perspective, and it's worth it. Now, after Peter Pan uh, was chasing his shadow, right? It was bouncing off the walls and the ceilings, and he finally catches it. And he tries to put, reattach it through soap. And then Wendy comes in, and she takes out a needle and thread, and she sews them back together. We need people in our lives that help us to sew ourselves back together, to help us to be accountable, to remind us of who we are, because we were created for community, for relationship. And so part of all of this is making sure that we have people in our lives who help us to recognize maybe when we're overdoing it and when we need to take a break and when we need to maybe reprioritize. Sometimes we have to be sewn back together and sometimes it's the friend who helps us to stop and refocus that enables us to do so. The Beatles didn't like the song eight days a week because it was evidence that they had lost their way. Loving God eight days a week ensures that we don't lose our way. So I want to encourage you to find a way to love God eight days a week. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, 
visit us at clarkstonumc.org.